All right, take your Bibles tonight. Go ahead and open to Ephesians chapter 6. And I appreciate Brother TJ sharing his testimony about um, what happened over the summer. And um, I know that trying to reach um, Jewish people is not very easy. Um, how many times did you get chased out of places, TJ? Um, three or four. Three or four times got chased out of places. Got Physically chase them out. Physically, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, there's the, obviously, there's a great need for the gospel. And sometimes we can wonder how can, you know, these are God's chosen people. How can they not see uh, Christ? But yet, when they're so blinded by religion and uh, tradition and things, um, there is obviously a great need for, for the gospel there. Um, Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to look in verse number 10. Tonight, I just kind of want to do a, um, um, I'm titling it Strong Refresh. (laughs) Strong Refresh. Um, We began the year, this is our theme this year in Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And uh, this is our theme, our desire is that we want to have a stronger relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ personally. Um, we want to have strong marriages, we want to have strong homes, uh, we want to have a strong church. And so what I just want to do tonight is I just want to ask you personally, how are you doing with that? How are you doing with that this year? This was our theme, this is kind of the direction that we are trying to emphasize this year of strong and it's not just something that we don't just come up with a theme and just, okay, here's a theme and then there's no real reason behind it. The purpose is to really help us focus and remember what God's trying to do in our life this year. And obviously we just had a great family conference last week with uh, Dr. Dave Tice and his wife and um, it's not just so that we can have another speaker come in and just hear another speaker, but there was a purpose for it that the whole theme was about the family and uh, if, we can, if we listen to his messages and things and we say, well, that's really good, and, but we just leave it and don't do anything, then are we really getting stronger? We can say, I, I want a greater walk with the Lord this year, but if I'm not doing anything about it, then am I getting stronger? We can say, I want my marriage to be better this year, but am I doing anything about it to make it stronger? We can say, I want my family to be stronger this year spiritually, but am I doing anything to make it stronger? We can say, well, we want a stronger church this year. Are we doing anything to make it stronger? You see, the theme is there just to remind us, but again, remember what he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Our desire is that we would get our strength from the Lord in all of these things, not just Ourself, not just looking to self, but looking to God in these things. As we continue through the book of Ephesians, as we're going through Sunday mornings, and, um, you know, it took, let's see, this is kind of toward the end of August. It only took us eight months to get through the first three chapters. We're doing good, Brother Ken, right? <laughs> I'm not sure how long it's going to take to get through the rest three chapters, but um, as, we, as we continue through the book of Ephesians, 
we're going to see the progression that we talked about. There's a progression in two areas. There's a spiritual progression, but there's also a doctrinal progression through the book of Ephesians. But again, the problem in so many churches and in many Christians' lives, we, we focus on the doctrine. We're like, okay, this is what we believe. This is our doctrine. But we fail to recognize the importance of the spiritual progression in our lives. And that's really what Paul deals with first, as this is the first thing that we've been dealing with as we go through Ephesians chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. Paul's talking about our personal walk with God, individually, right? This is, as we've been looking at these different prayers and things that Paul speaks about, this is personally, am, am I allowing God to work in my life personally? Because, you know, we can say we believe all the right things, but if we're not allowing our spiritual walk to grow then really what good does all these things are we not simply being just like the the jews are we not simply just being like the religious leaders of jesus's day i mean they they had all the right what we would say doctrine right i mean they they held to the ten commandments and they held to the law and they had all the right things religiously we could say but what was Jesus rebuke against them it was all right on the outside but the problem was what the heart he said on the outside man you're like whited sepulchers but on the inside you're full of dead men's bones it's not just enough to look right on the outside it's not just enough to say we believe the right things but are we really allowing God to work through our life to help us to grow stronger in our walk with God. Uh, Brother Dennis in our men's prayer breakfast on Saturday morning mentioned this in Romans chapter number eight. In Romans chapter number eight, Romans chapter eight, we, we really emphasize verse number 28, right? We like that verse. It's a powerful verse. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, right? Just believe God, trust God, you know, God's going to work it all out. He's got a purpose behind it, and that's very true. That's very true. But look what he says in verse number 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. So we can focus on verse number 28. Oh, God's going to work it out. All things are going to be good. Uh, God's going to make it good. All things work together for good. But wait a minute. We can, we can say verse 28, but what about verse number 29? Am I allowing God to conform me to the image of his son? Am I allowing God to change me on a daily basis to become more and more like Jesus Christ? You see, if it's all just the outward, if it's all just a show and there's nothing on the inside then are we not just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious leaders of our day when Jesus called them hypocrites? And this is what Paul is emphasizing here as we go through the book of Ephesians. And he's, he's dealing with our spiritual walk with God. And, and man, I, I'm, I'm excited to get in chapter 4 uh, and some things that he talks about there. I'm not going to get ahead of myself tonight, but... But again, this, this was the problem of the Jews. They had the law. They dressed the part. They did everything they thought that was required of them. And yet, Jesus calls them hypocrites. Hypocrites. 
I wonder, as Christians, we say, yes, we want to grow stronger. We want our families to grow stronger. We want our marriages to be stronger. We want our personal walk with God to be stronger. But again, are we doing anything about it? We can say, well, I, I believe the word of God and I believe in, in marriages between one man and one woman and I, I believe that salvation is by grace through faith and, and we can have all the right doctrine, but are we allowing God to conform us to the image of his son? Are we growing stronger in the Lord? I, I was reading this passage the other day. Go with me to the book of Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 6, in Hebrews chapter 6, it's really kind of an interesting passage that he, that he gives here. He says in verse number one, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Now we say, whoa, wait a minute, what, what, is he, what did he just say? Leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ? What? What? Why, why is he telling us to leave the principles of the doctrine of Christ? No, he's not saying to leave doctrine. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying throw doctrine out. No, no, no. He's saying, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism and laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. What is he saying? He says, hey, Christians, you've got to grow up. You've got to grow up. You can't just, you can't just be focused on the, the fundamental doctrines of Scripture. Yes, do we believe salvation is by grace through faith? Yes, absolutely. But you know what he says? Move on from that. Grow from that. Yes, do we believe, do we believe baptism is, a, is a, an ordinance of the church and, and that, yes, we believe it does not save. Yes, we believe it has no part of salvation. But you know what he says? Go on from that. And so often as Christians, we, just, we get stuck on the, the foundational things. We get stuck on the, the milk. When he says, hey, I want you to go on. I want you to grow. I want you to move forward. I want you to become stronger. And we just stay where we are. Look, we can, we can go all throughout this year and our theme being strong and emphasize strong marriages and strong families and, and strong doctrine and strong devotions and all these different things. But if we don't make that step and move forward in our life, what good does it do? What good does it do? And Paul says, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. God's desire, again, is that we grow spiritually, that we move forward for the cause of Christ. Look, we all want to be strong. I, I, th I thought this was absolutely, this is crazy, right? This is absolutely nuts. I mean, we know people pay personal trainers. They pay for gym memberships. They pay, pay for all kinds of things, weights and equipment and treadmills and all this kind of stuff. People pay all kinds of money for this. But I was blown away by how much our country pays every year for physical fitness. <laughs> I just got tickled. <laughs> our country pays the most in physical fitness, but yet, guess which country is the most obese? America, right? You know how much we pay for physical fitness a year? 
every year. Physical fitness. 262 billion dollars. Now, I'm not going to ask this, or I'm going to ask it, but don't feel like you have to answer it, okay? I wonder how many people have equipment sitting in their house collecting dust. I wonder how many people have gym memberships and they never go to the gym. Some of you are like elbowing people. I didn't, you don't have to do that here, right? It's all right. This is a, this is a, this is a no judging zone tonight, right? <laughs> okay. We're willing to spend $262 billion a year. And again, please, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but yet out of all the countries in the world, America leads in obesity, Why is that? We're saying one thing with our mouth and we're doing totally something different with our actions. And friend, that's what we're doing with Christianity today. We're saying one thing with our mouth. Oh, I believe the word of God and I love Jesus and, and, and all these different things. But yet, when it comes time to actually doing something about it, it just collects dust. It's like those weights or that treadmill or that exercise machine or the elliptical or whatever. We never use it. We, it it's just going to collect dust. Well, guess what? If you don't use it, nothing's going to happen. And this is what he's saying as Christians. His desire is that we are to grow spiritually all throughout Scripture. When you look throughout the New Testament... There is a common theme that God speaks to his children about, and it's growing. Grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Be strong in the Lord. There is a constant theme of, of moving forward and, and moving on and, and continuing to, to, to press toward the mark and, and to grow in Christ and to, to keep adding and to keep building. It's always a, 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 a forward movement. And yet, so many times, we just do nothing. We don't do nothing. Paul, obviously, is not speaking of physical strength when he says, be strong in the Lord. It's a spiritual strength. There's a spiritual battle that he speaks of here in Ephesians chapter 6. This battle that we face with our enemy, the devil, and it's a battle that we cannot face in our own strength. It's a battle that we must have the strength of God. We must be strong in the Lord. To live as Christians, to follow and to be like the Lord Jesus Christ, we must be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We cannot expect to live in a world that is governed by the devil and fleshly desires to be easy to live in. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're in Eaton, Ohio, or in, in New York City, or if you're in South America, or Russia, or China, or Africa. Look, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. 
And we must be strong in the Lord. Now that we are saved, we need that strong relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot expect to grow spiritually if we are not walking with the Lord daily. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse number 11, he says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Our desire ought to be the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, through the message this morning, unto him be glory. He is our purpose, not ourselves. We must be strong in the Lord. We must seek him so that we can be used of him to be able to reach people for Christ. Praise God for TJ wanting to go to, to New York and I'm not saying this in a, in a mean way, but TJ, were you able to lead any Jews to the Lord? Not one. He said, well, that was a waste of time for him to go there. That was a waste of time. He, didn't, he wasn't able to lead any Jews to the Lord. In fact, I don't know if you know this, but of the three different cities, Cleveland, New Jersey, and New York, did they have any Jews get saved this summer? Do you know of? 220,000 doors, Jewish doors, knocked over this summer. And how many got saved? None. None. Well, man, what a waste. What a waste of a summer. Man, he could have been off, you know, earning money for college, or he could have been off, uh, man, having fun with his friends and things like that. Why, why, would, why would a young man want to spend his summer trying to knock on doors where people are literally chasing him away and nobody's coming to know Christ? Because we have a job to do. Our job is to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ today, but nobody got saved. Not this summer, but it could have been one of those people that he gave one of those pamphlets to. Or somebody else received one of those pamphlets. Or it could have been maybe that Jewish man that took one of those and crumpled up and threw it on the ground or threw it in his closet or something that somebody else picks up and reads it and they come to know Christ as their Savior. Friend, we have to remember the results are not up to us. The results are up to God. Our responsibility is simply to go and be obedient to what he's told us to do. Whether you knock on 220,000 doors over the summer and nobody gets saved, or you knock on 2,000 doors and 10 people get saved, the results are not what's important. What's important is, am I being obedient to what God has told me to do? You see, we just, we look for the results, and we just think if there's no results, then I must not be being successful. Friend, can I tell you, as long as you're being obedient to what God has told you to do, that is success. That is success. You just do what God tells you to do. You say, well, how can I do it? In his strength, in his might. Say, doesn't that get discouraging? I guarantee if you talk to Brother TJ here, I'm, get, I'm pretty sure there were some days and maybe some weeks that he wasn't just peppy all the time. I know it's hard to believe about TJ, but I'm sure there was probably some days that he was probably wondering, why did I come here? Nobody's listening. It's not easy. But are we going to be obedient to what God's called us to do? Are we going to grow? Are we going to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? We have to be strong in the Lord, strong in his might. Why? 
Because again, we have a strong enemy. We cannot strengthen ourselves against this enemy. We must be empowered constantly. That's why Jesus says in Acts chapter one, verse number eight, ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. He says, look, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. He's going to empower you to be the witness that I want you to be. He's given us the strength. We talked about that this morning. Uh, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us now. He has given us his power. The problem is we just don't use it. We don't use it. Wouldn't it be foolish to go to your house tonight? You know there's electricity there. You go to your house and you stumble around in the dark stumble around trying to find your whatever it might be you stumble around and all you have to do is go over and flip a switch and the light comes on wouldn't it be foolish to just stumble around when all you've got to do is flip a switch there's power that's there but it's not being used in our life as christians there is power there but it's just not being used so often because we're more concerned about our own lives and what we want instead of what God wants for us again think about this this strength doesn't come from the Lord or by the Lord it comes in the Lord and in his might be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might it's it's in him it's not from him from him we are in him we are a, we are to abide in him he is to abide in us that power is there the only way we can be strengthened is if we are letting him live in and through us, as he says in Galatians 2.20. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Are we letting him live through us? How can we, like Paul, as he says in 2 Corinthians 12.9, say... When he's pleading with God, Lord, take this thorn away from me. And God says, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. And listen to what Paul says. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul says, I... If that's what it takes to experience the power of God in my life, for me to be weak, for me to, to continue to have this thorn in the flesh so that his power is, is evident in my life and I see him working through me, then I will glory in my infirmities. I will be glad, I'll be thankful that I have these infirmities because that's when the power of Christ is able to work through me. Because without him, we can do nothing. But in him is available all the strength of his might that we will ever need. Be strong in the Lord. So again, can I ask you tonight, in your family, what have you done this year to make your family spiritually stronger? What have you done? What have you done to try to help your family become spiritually stronger? Are you praying together? 
reading the Bible together? Are you having devotions together? Are you talking about the Word? What are you doing? Because again, we can know it. We can say, yes, we want a strong family, but if we don't do anything about it, nothing's going to happen. What are you doing about your personal life? Your personal walk with God. Say, man, I want a strong personal walk with God. I, I want to be able to, I want to walk with God. I, I need that to be stronger. Then what are you doing about it? Say, man, this, this, these eight months, it hasn't been very good. These eight months, I haven't really been walking with God the way I wanted to at the beginning of the year. Fine. Hey, that's behind you. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? You're just going to keep on doing what you're doing? Or are you going to realize, hey, wait, I've got to stop. I, I, I need to be strong in the Lord. I need his strength in my life. And so I'm not just going to keep going down this road that I'm going. I need to stop and let God start working through me. I'm going to start doing some things to help me to have a stronger relationship with God. I'm going to start, start spending more time in the word of God and start studying more and start reading more and meditating more and memorizing more and, and praying more. You've got to do something to increase that strength. Let God strengthen you and work through you. But if you don't do anything, nothing's going to happen. What about your service? Are you stronger in your service in serving the Lord? Are you stronger serving Him? Look, I, I know. Look, I know sometimes it's difficult serving. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think we have this idea that somehow pastors are immune to <laughs> feeling bad or, you know, burnout or anything like that, right? Look, I understand, you know, teaching a Sunday school class or master club or working in nursery and God bless all the ladies that work in the nursery. Sometimes we think, man, I'm just, I'm just doing so much. I'm, I'm not getting anything. Well, wait a minute. Are you spending time with God? Are you making sure that you're doing it for the right reason? Look, I can tell you. Look, sometimes it's, it's not easy to serve for the right reason. It's easy just to try to serve in your own strength. It's not easy to do it all the time in the power of God. But that's why we need his strength, so that we can do it in his strength and in his power. Because when we don't, guess what? We begin to start backing off a little bit we start realizing hey you know I'm I'm just starting to get tired here getting burnt out and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read my Bible anymore I'm not gonna go to church anymore I'm not gonna serve anymore wait a minute has his strength run out his strength doesn't run out now I'm not saying we shouldn't take a break every once in a while we always try to give people a break and serving and things but hey his strength shouldn't run out we're just like hey I'm done I'm quitting I'm not serving God anymore can I tell you, that's not from God. That's something else. That, that's another spiritual matter that, that needs to be taken care of. But as Christians, what are we doing in our service? Are we stronger in our service now than we were at the beginning of the year? It says, be strong in the Lord. The church, is the church stronger now than it was at the beginning of the year? As a body of believers, are we stronger now? Look, I thank God for this church. This, this is an amazing church. I was talking to a gentleman this morning, and he, was, he asked me if I did something, and I was explaining to him. He said, well, that's interesting. I've never really heard that. He says, uh, you're very unique. <laughs> I took it as a compliment. 
And I said, you're right. I'm sure there's a lot more things that I'm unique in. <laughs> right? But our church, are we stronger? When we look at our church, do we, are we stronger? Because look, it can be very easy just to, man, we can take for what we have for granted and say, wow, look at what God did. And now we just start backing off. Hey, man, look at our church. Our church has grown. Now we're not going to try to reach people anymore. Wait a minute. Hold on. No, we've still got to reach people. There's still people that need to hear the gospel. There's still people that need to know the Lord. It's not just the Jews in New York, but there's people around here that still have not heard the gospel. They need to hear. Look, we, we, can't, we can't back off. We need to go on, he says. Keep moving forward. Keep growing. Keep getting stronger. His desire, he says, keep moving forward. Why? Well, just like we mentioned this morning, we want to glorify him. It's not so that we can say, well, man, First Baptist Church, look at all that God's doing there. Man, First Baptist Church, that's the largest church in Eaton, or that's the largest church in Preble County. Or that's a, no, it has nothing to do about that. Nothing at all. But it does have to do with him. And we want to glorify him. We want to bring him glory in all that we do. So, again, I've asked this a couple times, and I, I want us to think about it. In fact, what I'd like to do is I'm going to ask the piano player to come. And in this question, are you stronger now than where you were at the beginning of the year? Or if you look at yourself now and say, you know what, maybe at the beginning of the year I was actually stronger than where I am now. Or nothing's really happened. Man, I had some great desires, but nothing's really changed. Then again... Do you desire, do you want to be stronger? Do you want God to use you? If you do, then I can tell you this, he wants to strengthen you. He wants to give us the power to be able to serve and he wants us to be able to power, give us the power to grow and, and have a strong relationship with him and a strong family and a strong church and, and strong service. He wants to help us in those things. But if there's no desire, it's gonna be really hard because we're just turning off the light switch. The power is there, but we're just not letting it work through us. And so what I'd like to do with our heads bound and our eyes closed, the piano is just going to begin playing right now. I just want you to think and meditate upon this thought tonight. Are you stronger now, spiritually, in your personal walk with God than at the beginning of the year? And if not, then the question is, why not? Why aren't you? Is your family stronger spiritually today than it was at the beginning of the year? Again, if not, why not? Is your family stronger? Marriage relationship, children, is your service stronger for the Lord now than it was at the beginning of the year? Our church? Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. does no use to know all the right things if we don't do them 
We can have all the right doctrine or all the right everything. But if we're not growing stronger spiritually in our walk with the Lord, in our families, in our service for Him, in our church, maybe we're just playing games. It's just the outward show. The outward looks good. What about our hearts? stronger today than you were at the beginning of the year.